Okay, hi everybody. This is A7X Fan Ben once again with God Mason, and this is episode five of the Pirate CSG podcast. And uh, this week we don't have we don't have quite enough time to do a proper set review, which is Crimson Coast. So that'll probably be episode number six. But we are going to talk about some different stuff today, mostly uh, reviews of different game pieces. And today in this podcast, we're going to focus on custom game pieces. So this is something that uh, God Mason and I are both quite interested in. Uh, we've both come up with a bunch of customs of our own, and today we're going to discuss uh, some customs from the forum and some stuff that's on Board Game Geek as well in spreadsheet form. So uh, we're going to get into it. So basically, uh, Xerix, uh, who's a great uh, member of the forum, he actually has his own custom set. Uh, it's called Return of Davy Jones. You can find the spreadsheet on uh, Board Game Geek, and it's also... All the pieces are miniature trading in the custom ships thread and or uh, the custom ships organized version thread. So he basically made a custom set. So we're going to go through one faction of that today. We're going to focus on the cursed, and that happens to be uh, the first faction in the spreadsheet and pretty much the main faction in the set. And you can tell from the name Return of Davy Jones that the curse would be a pretty big factor here. So um, other than that, what do you think of customs in general, God Mason, just to give your thoughts on it? I like them a lot. I feel like they've got more variety than anything WizKids ever came out with. Yeah. I, I just feel like there's a lot of um, of unexplored territory with things like special keywords. And I've found that a lot of the time, after a bit of refinement, custom pieces tend to be more balanced than a lot of the stuff that came out in the sets. Yeah, I agree a lot of the time. And I, I, I definitely agree about like the diversity thing because there's, so there's so many new abilities that people come up with, a lot of which are pretty cool. And even just different combos that you wouldn't see on uh, like pretty standard ships, it kind of opens opens the door to a lot of cool stuff that you wouldn't see in standard games, pretty much. So, mm-hmm. all right, so we're gonna get into the cursed here from uh, Return of Davy Jones, which is Zarek's custom set. So the first ship is uh, King Jones. Uh, this one, 18 points, five masts, four cargo, SS movement. All the guns are ranked twos. The two abilities are probably what make it stand out the most. It has Eternal and extended range built in, which I think is interesting. Uh, extended range really only showed up on a Flotillas in the standard game, so it's very powerful to put it on a ship. Um, I still maintain that this ship is uh, kind of underpriced, uh, mostly based on extended range, but it's not, I'm, I want to say it used to be even cheaper, but 18 points for me seems still a little cheap based on how powerful it is. Yeah, um, my opening comment, I'd say, is that almost all of these are going to be kind of expensive ships. I, I, I'm not sure. Okay, there's like maybe a couple that are less than 10 points at most. But um, I'd say this is far too cheap. Eternal is always underpriced, and I'm not sure a ship this big with guns this good can have the extended range keyword. And I just don't think that's quite fair. Yeah, it's very, it's yeah. Ext- extremely powerful. And it, that extended range really helps against uh, cancelers and like defense abilities, um, which can get really powerful too. Which I think is, I think it's okay that extended range is limited to flotillas and basically the Ramsgate Fort and a couple other unique pieces. Putting it on like a five master like this is gets kind of extreme. So I'd say, I would say this ship should be probably more than twenty points. I would say like twenty one or twenty two, maybe maybe even at, at a minimum. It is it is a really good ship. I'd say you could make all the guns rank three and make it 25 points, and it would probably still be quite viable. Yeah, yeah, it would still be usable, absolutely. 
you know, just because it's such a powerful set of abilities that just isn't replicated anywhere else. Yeah. All right, I'll start Sea Devil. 20 points, 5 mass, 5 cargo, L move, all rank 2 guns. Uh, if she has a captain, she gets plus L to her base move. Uh, kind of makes me think of Cursed San Cristobal, but... Yeah. Hmm... I'm not entirely sure about this one. It doesn't seem OP, but it also doesn't seem to be anything all that special. Yeah, I think it's special for the curse just because they don't have many five masters in general, let alone at or this, fast ships at this speed. Yeah, exactly. The speed is really impressive. It's basically with a captain helmsman, you'll have a ship moving LLS for 25 points with still with three cargo spaces open and really good guns. I wouldn't say it's necessarily underpriced, but it's still um, pretty much on par or better than any other, uh, like five or six massive ship the cursed have. So it's quite mm-hmm. good. And yeah, making it, yeah, it is kind of like the cursed version of the same crystal in a way, but with better firepower and a little bit less speed. So, and yeah, it's mm-hmm. interesting. Um, just a general comment about how like the cursed didn't get many five masters, which of course, like a big fan of the cursed, like Xerox would want to, would want to have, would want them to have more five masters because they're such good capital ships. But um, it's kind of a good example of like trying to shore up a faction's weaknesses in like customs, which makes sense. But sometimes it results in like things not really fitting the faction sometimes. Like, for example, even the King Jones, like SS move, like the monkey's paw moves that fast, but her guns are worse and she has less cargo. Um, and, then, and then the Sieve Devil is really fast. You can move LLS with like two generic crew that you're pretty much going to put on there either way. So it kind of makes it seem a little weird, especially when you think about like the Flying Dutchman has S speed for 17 points versus this one is going to be LLS um, at 25. So kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. If you put on OE Davy Jones and Sea Devil, then you've got something that's borderline game breaking. Yeah, yeah, it'd be quite powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Do next you want to start Scales Hand? Yeah, Scales Hand is another five master. This one's 16 points, five masts, three cargo. SS movement. The cannons are kind of all over the place. 4S, 2L, 4L, 2L, 4S um, from about a stern. So basically uh, a couple good uh, 2Ls near the middle and then the rest are 4s. And then basically as the S boarding ability, which is as part of move action, the ship may initiate a boarding party against the ship up to S River without having ram. Then the boarding ship may not use any boarding bonuses. And then this ship gets plus one to her boarding rolls. So basically a boarding monster with very low cargo for a five-master, and pretty good speed and good enough cannons to maybe uh, dent the other ship before she goes crazy uh, boarding. I feel like this thing's kind of all over the place. I'm yeah. not really sure what it's meant to do. Yeah, well, the link the link will help. Um, if you look down at the crew, I only know this because I used um, the scaled mm-hmm. crew in uh, uh, Vassal Campaign Game 1, CG1, because I was the curse in that game. And we uh, we allowed customs, which was fun. So it doesn't. The scaled crew aren't linked, but um, when you think about the name, the scale's hand, it's similar to the crew. So we could jump right to that, and then it'll kind of make sense in terms of like combos and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So Admiral, um, Admiral of the Skelds is a six-point crew, um, also cursed, of course. This one has Eternal, and then it has the escorting ability again, and then it links to the Skelds, which is another one. And then this one has plus one boarding rolls for every crew on her. And then now I'm actually seeing that Skell is actually another crew. So this one actually, the linked crew for the Skell, uh, for the Skell's hand, is actually just called Skell. 
uh, seven points, and then it has Eternal, and then basically the sack ability. So once per turn, you may eliminate one of the ship's crew to give her an extra action. So that kind of makes sense now with the link. Yeah, that it, it does, but I'm still not sure that the abilities pair all that well. Yeah, it, it's not. It doesn't have enough cargo for me to want to use it for boarding, and it's it's not quite well armed enough for me to want to use it as an interceptor. Yeah. It's kind of just like a, it's like a killing ship. Like it's not mm-hmm. as good as the other two five masters we've seen, but it's good. It's good with boarding. It would be good with maybe white crew and then a captain helmsman, because then you could kill all crew on the enemy ship. Because with mm-hmm. the, with only three cars, you're probably not going to take much gold anyway, so you might as well just take out their crew. Yep. Um, I'll start on Slattern. Uh, Twenty-two points, five mass, no cargo, LS move. Uh, the guns are four S, three S, two S, three S, four S. Oh, wait. No, this is not a five master. It's a sea monster. Yep. Um, Squid. Let's see. Roll a d6. Uh, on a six, no ship crew afford abilities may be used. Mm, I don't think I'd use it because this thing is still guilty of the uh, the fact that sea monsters are, by and large, overpriced. Great ability, but I would say this thing is probably 12 or 13 points in my book. Okay. I think it's far more. I don't. I don't really think it's... Over well, I don't know. The ability is just insanely good. It's like mm-hmm. Curse, Curse Captain Jack from Pirates of the Caribbean. It's just too powerful. Um, the one thing that holds it back here is that with no cargo and the sea creature rules, you can't add like a re-roller, which is good because mm-hmm. you don't want to be able to re-roll that ability of all abilities. But um, it's still really powerful ability. Um, that's the thing though. I agree about the rest of it though. Outside of the ability. It's not very valuable as a game piece. It has good speed, but that's mostly it, other than the ability. And honestly, the best fleets never really rely that much on getting good rolls. Yeah. Yeah, especially yep. at, like lower point totals. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll do Dweller. This one's another sea monster, so another uh, five-segment squid. Dweller is 20 points, five masts or segments, uh, two cargo, actually, SS movement. The guns are pretty good. 2S, 3S, 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 2S has the sea monster keyword, of course. And then it says, the sea monster may attack submerged sea monsters or submarines. So that's reminiscent of uh, the two super rare creatures. Tadara uh, or Shailud. I don't yep. remember which one. Yeah, both of them actually have that ability from uh, mm-hmm. the super rares from Mysterious Islands. Uh, mm-hmm. so, yeah, this one is pretty similar to both of those. Pretty well-armed. Um, it's, the price seems okay. It seems okay. Yeah, I wouldn't really want to use it too much, but it's definitely not like underpriced, at least. like The first two Five Masters kind of seem like they are. Yeah, it's one that I don't see myself using uh, because, you know, it's, it's a niche ability. Yeah. And this also strikes me as just about the same, but more expensive than either of the two Mysterious Islands pieces. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... For me, it's, again, a case of too expensive, and there's stuff already out there that's kind of like this. Yep. Uh, for Revenant, which I guess is a continuation of the canon Revenant, yep. uh, 18 points, 5 masts, 6 cargo, LS move, and all rank 2 guns. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. One of the ship's treasures is worth plus 2 at your home line. Um, uh. I'm going to say this is probably a little bit 
cheap for what it is. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this one is... Uh, I thought he had revised this. I thought this had five cargo. I'm surprised to see it at six. Um, it's way too good. I, I Honestly, I think it's better than the King Jones, even, because the ability mm-hmm. is just... It's a game-winning ability. I mean, this should be... Uh, it should be at least 25 points. I'd say, like, in terms of edits, maybe... I mean, it's kind of like the other... The original Revenant um, had four cargo and L move. I don't think he should, like, necessarily make it like that. I mean, he still wants mm-hmm. to be unique and be different. So that I think the cannons could say the same. But something's got to give. It's just way too good. It's just... It's pretty much... You could make a very good case that it's basically the best five master ever. I mean, getting that ability for free. I mean, even if you take out the ability, which is, it's only cost three points on crew, but realistically, it's probably worth five or more in most games. Um, and I speak from experience here. And the cargo, the speed, and the guns are all perfect and pretty much as good as it gets. I mean, yeah, no five master has more than six cargo and better than LS speed, and no five master has better guns, at least not really. So it's basically has the best cargo, move, guns, and ability you can have for 18 points when mm-hmm. there's other five matches that cost more that aren't as good, so it's yep. way too cheap. Yeah. Um, the next one is Nat. I'll let you do that one. Okay. Yeah, this one, uh, 10 points. This one's uh, just one mast. Uh, four, five cargo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, SS movement, 4S cannons. Uh, Eternal is the ability and also has the ship's base move becomes S. When she reaches her cargo limit, so a negative. This is the Darkhawk like two of one yeah. mass ships. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so this one is tough. Uh, part of the reason we're laughing because there's only one other one master with five cargo in the game, and I think it's the Plague of the South, which is from Return to Savage Shores, so it wasn't even released. Um, but <laughs> and this is another one he did edit. It used to be worse, if you can believe it. I don't know if there was. I think there was more cargo. Um, I know the Urchin used to have seven, I think, but the Nat is, um, again, kind of like the Darkhawk almost, it's it's tough to work around, or it's not that hard to work around an ability, which is part of the flaw, because you can just put a Helmsman on and then load up three coins. I don't know. It seems, it seems a little too good. And then Eternal becomes better on a One Master, because, first of all, you're more likely to sink more, so Eternal comes into play more, and then also... When you repair, it only takes one turn to get the ship back up and running after the ability kicks in. So Eternal works really well on a ship like this, too. Yeah. I'd like to say uh, this would be better if it were a turtle ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm going to stick with. This should either be a turtle ship or a long ship. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Fury's Whip is a Scorpion, 18 points and 3 mass, like all Scorpions. Three cargo L move, two S two S three L. Bonus to cannon rolls against any ship. <sighs> like all scorpions, it's far too expensive. Yeah. And I would say this is. I'm gonna say this is an eleven point ship, maybe ten. Yeah. Because I think, I think just the, with how much competition there is at that size, it's not competitive with some of the stuff we saw from Spanish Main, and it's certainly not yeah. competitive with ships like Grinder. Yeah, I think it's like, I'd say it's worth 14 or around 14 points, but mostly because the guns are essentially 1S, 1S, 2L, and then the Scorpion mm-hmm. keyword gives it an automatic hit. So it's a pretty good offensive weapon. Um, I think, I think, 
but it is slow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Scorpions are overpriced, but I think that's an interesting point, though. Unlike the Revenant, like the complete opposite of that, Xerox did price this one pretty much correctly. I would say that WizKids would value this ship at about 18. Um, I think Mm -hmm. the most expensive Scorpion is 17, maybe. And uh, this one is better than pretty much all of them. The Bloody Blade is pretty good. This one's I thought better. there was one above 20 points. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, there yeah. could be. I know that, yeah, Chummaker and uh, one of the other ones, one of the original ones is 17, but anyway. Mm. Um, you want to do yeah. Hellhound? Yeah. Um, this one, oh, yes, I used this one in Vassal Campanium once. That's fun. Yeah, so I already know this one. Hellhound. Basically... Four master, 16 points, four cargo, SS move, 2S, 3L, 3L, 2S guns. Um, if the ship wins a boarding party, she may eliminate all of the other ship's crew, so a, like a crew massacre ability. This one, to me, um, in terms of WizKids pricing, this would be probably a little cheap because that ability, they priced it at seven points when it's really worth like five or six. Um, but other than that, this one's priced accordingly. Or it's priced correctly, and it's a it's quite a good ship. I did enjoy using it in CG one. It's kind of a perfect between the name and the ability. It's pretty much a perfect like a, like cursed ship to go just go around like attacking people. It's a very thematic one. I like it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look all that far off to me. It's not the kind of thing I would use because it's it's not super exciting. But I would say it's maybe a point or two high, but it's probably around where WizKids would have put it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start Kalos, six, uh, sorry, 17 points, four mass, three cargo, L move, all three L. Oh, wait, this is a Titan. All right. If a friendly ship begins its base move with an L of this, it gets L to its base move. Um, I, I feel like this ability is all right, but yeah, that's pretty good. The Titan, the Titan itself is just a little bit too slow and yeah. a bit expensive. I think I yeah I think it's like decently costed for a Titan based on WizKids uh, how they did it. Um, I think the ability is pretty good. Um, it's yeah it's pretty pretty solid. It would be good um, with another maybe with another creature maybe like a friendly ship could refer to a sea monster. So you could you could use it with like uh, like Namazu which is a return to savage shores. Uh, creature with only S speed, and then, um, or like another sea monster, it'd be kind of fun. Other than that, though, yeah, other than the ability, it's pretty much a basic titan, nothing too exciting, but... I would never use this, um, you said you use it in, like, conjunction with another sea monster. I'd rather use Seleucus. Yeah. Because that that's too. basically the, uh, Lord Micron of sea monsters. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And I will point out, um... It's somewhere in the custom ships thread. Uh, Xerox did build most or all of these, and I remember Kalos is one of the cool ones. It's an interesting uh, build that he designed it in real life to make like a physical copy. Oh, cool. Yeah. Probably adapted from Brakura or something. Yeah, I think it was from Toro, because I, I, at least I think I remember mm-hmm. it being green as far as I remember. But And then I'll do the next ship, the Black Reef. This one's a four master, 16 points, four cargo, L move, the guns. Um, good and bad, 2S, 4L, 4L, 2S, and then this one also has the S-boarding ability that we talked about earlier, so she can board without, uh, board from S without ramming. Uh, this one, pretty underwhelming, especially compared to some of the other ones. I'd much rather use the Hellhound. Um, Too slow for S-board. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the ship, mostly 
the cargo, the movement, and the guns are all kind of average. I mean, the guns are a little more interesting than 3S, but nothing too exciting to use it for. Yeah, I'm going to say too expensive, too slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and with that, I'll move on to Blood Drinker, 14 points, 4 mass, 3 cargo, L move, uh, 2-3S, 2-4L. It's part of the, the another S board. I guess oh, wow. he's got a lot of these in here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, this strikes me as closer, but still kind of like a budget version of Black Reef, and in the same in the same vein, too expensive, too slow. Yeah. Yeah. Similarly. Yep. Um, the next one is Plague. Uh, this one's another collage. Cool yeah. Uh, Sixteen <laughs> points, three cargo, L move. Um, guns are three S, three L, three L, three S. And then this ship eliminates two masts with one hit. So same as HMS Endeavor. And uh, HMS Leicester, um, or Lester, however you pronounce it, that one is 18 points. Other than that, it's the same and has one more cargo space. So I'd say this ship should probably be 17 points um, with just one lower cargo. But um, it's a good ship, definitely. Very powerful ability. So it's a good yeah. offensive weapon. Yeah, I want to say it's about fine as is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ironsides, no, we're not going to touch this because you don't want to do anything with the name Ironclad in it. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> I'll, I'll skip down to Urchin, 10 points, 2 mass, 4 cargo, SS, 4L, 5L. Uh, it's got the Explorer ability. Mm. Uh, I'm not quite sure how I feel about this one. Yeah. Because I, would, I, I basically compare every last multi-purpose to Master to uh, Executioner from Revolution. Okay. And when I look at this, I see, uh, you know, it's another good ability, but the firepower is inferior and it's two points more expensive. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's okay. I think this one used to be a lot better, but like in a bad way, like it had way more cargo, I think. Um but basically, I, I don't think it's overpriced or underpriced. I think it's okay. It's just not um, like a cursed ship. Like, it has really bad guns, decent speed, and the explorability built in. That's just not something the cursed would really have. That's the only, that's really the only issue I have with it. It's like, it's like, it's built to be a cursed gold runner when they barely had any ships like that. So it's, <clears throat> that's all right. Um, the next one is Slipknot, three masts. Uh, 18 points, 6 cargo though, uh, SS speed, the guns, 3S, 4S, 3S, the two abilities are eternal, and then she can dock at an enemy home island and load as much treasure as she can carry, so not just one coin, and then if able to lose it her next turn. So this one is fantastic, uh, very good, like, gold runner, almost like, it's, it looks like a hoist without the hoist keyword, kind of, based on the cargo and points and speed and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. but the abilities make it really good. Uh, I'd say it's probably underpriced. Um, if it had the regular home island rating ability, I think it'd be okay. But as is, it's like great at gold running and it's great at like stealing at the same time. And then you throw an eternal too. It's probably a little, a little cheap. Yeah, this one, I think it's probably too extreme to be, uh, easily balanced. Mm -hmm. Uh, because the, the reason... The reason why I say that is there's a reason why that ability was never found anywhere other than uh, Frozen North. 
on that one Viking crew, Grim the Savage. Yeah. This strikes me as something you could basically just rush a home island with repeatedly, get yourself sunk, and just cause them to lose, just hemorrhage money by sinking yourself over and over. Yeah, that's a pretty, that's a funny point. I didn't think of that, actually. Yeah, I think it's just too extreme and too unfair. If it were cheaper and it had half as much cargo, Mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah, I think maybe um, if you took out one of the abilities and added a point or two, it would help. Um, but yeah, you have a good point there. And then mm-hmm. next one, you can do that one if you want. All right, thank you. Bloody C, 20 points, 4 mass, 3 cargo. SS move, all 3 S guns. Uh, switchblade. Uh, D6 extra action. Wow. Uh, I've always thought switchblades were overpriced because they're just yeah. kind of an S board ability. But if even if we look at it as that S board plus an extra action, yeah, yeah it's quite good. They're both they're good blade, abilities. Yeah, but, Switchblade does have uh, mass on ramming, like or the blades can, or act as like a ram, so you can take out mass mm-hmm. that way too. Yeah, it's. So, I, I mean, say, I look at it and I just go kind of meh. Yeah, I would say Switchblades for me they're not as overpriced as the other like pokey ships like Scorpions and. Uh, and uh, bombardiers mostly. Um, so switchblades were a little bit better priced for me, and they're also bigger. They have more mass than either of those two ships. This one, I think, um, I think it's quite good. That second ability is really what makes the ship. The extra action ability is just, uh, man, it's just so good that um, that alone makes the ship a pretty pretty solid option. Other than that, you can see it's quite average in the other ways. And uh, a switchblade does fit. Um, first, uh, pretty well, and they did have two from uh, from Woods Kids, but I think it's it's pretty good with that. The extra action ability makes it quite good. Um, the next mm-hmm. one is the Freyan. Uh, this one is a two master, thirteen points, three cargo. I'll move four S four S guns uh, here, and then plus one to boarding rolls. So this one, um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of this. Um, doesn't really stand out to me at all. Uh, it's not going to win a lot of boarding parties anyway, probably. The fear is just overpriced. I would say, if I mean, I'm assuming he priced this based on how fear is overpriced in the game. But if fear was appropriately costed at the two points it should be, this would be maybe eight or nine points. No more than nine, I would say. And even then, I wouldn't use it because yeah. it's just not fast enough for what it appears to be made for. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of unremarkable for the most part. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do leech, 10 points, 2 mass, 4 cargo, SS, and a pair of 4L. Uh, can dock at an enemy home island and load 2 treasures, and can leave on next turn. This one is almost there. It's yeah, it's pretty solid. I would say I would put this one at maybe nine points, but it doesn't strike me as too powerful nor too weak. Yeah, I think it's okay at ten. I think I would probably put a helmsman and then uh, raid enemy home islands. Definitely, I think it's quite good. Mm-hmm. I like how the name fits with the ability too, like leeching gold from their home base. Mm-hmm. Or another option is you could do a normal enemy home island raider right and uh then just get three in a single turn and then run home nice yeah that makes sense yeah Um, and then butcher is next um this one is a three master 17 points three uh cargo ss move the cannons are all 4s all three of them 
Uh, and then if the ship boarding, wins a boarding party, she may eliminate all the other ship's crew. So just like white crew, like the crew master ability. So that makes sense with the ship's name, the Butcher. But um, I'll got to admit, I'm, I would almost never use this. Uh, it's just not very good. Yeah, not only is it not very good, it's far too expensive. Even taking into consideration that that ability was overpriced. Yep. Um, look at the base ship stats. It's all average or below. I would say that this is probably an eight-point ship without that ability. Yeah, I would say it's more than eight. Oh, oh, without. Yeah, yeah. No, it yeah. makes sense, yeah. Um, and yeah, in terms of pricing, um, this one should come down in price, but just going back to the Revenant, which is, in my opinion, the most underpriced ship um, that we've gone over so far, the Revenant has twice as much cargo, better speed, way more and way better cannons, and a better ability for one point more. So that just kind of gives you an idea. Yeah. The, the Revenant is probably the biggest uh, one that needs to change. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Did you start Butcher or did I? I don't uh, remember at this I think, point. Oh, I did. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll do cool. 18 points, three mass, six cargo, L move, three L, four L, four L, junk. Uh, can randomly take as much treasure as she can carry when she touches another ship. Mm, my problem is really expensive, good cargo hold, but too slow to make any good use of that ability. Yeah, it's funny. I love this, uh, or at least I like this ship quite a bit. Um, I'm just a fan of uh, big cargo holds in general, so even if they're slow, mm-hmm. I, I try to make use of them. I think it's pretty decently costed. It's a little a little bit wacky between the ability and the cargo. I've never, I don't think I've seen a three massive junk this expensive. Well, the sea wind is 17, but um, I would use it because it intrigues me. I like it. I like the L range guns. Um, it's not an amazing ship, but between the ability and the cargo, it's it's a pretty viable gold option for the curse, especially considering uh, what they have. But mm-hmm. uh, it needs turn, a helmsman uh, and an extra action. Is what it needs. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're gonna get into a really interesting fort. Uh, mm-hmm. This is. He made this one a while back. I've seen this one a handful of times. I like the name. It's called Agwinvari Gakhali. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Um, it's a fort. It costs eight gold to build, so quite expensive. Yeah. has four flags or cannons. Um, the cannons are 3L3S, 3L3S. And then the reason we talk about how interesting it is, it says you may build this fort on a reef. If built on a reef, a friendly sea creature may dock and repair one segment and then she must leave on her next turn. So this one is super uh, interesting. Um, I, I've definitely I remember thinking about it when he first posted this a while back. Um, it still intrigues me. Um, in terms of how good it is, I would say the price is maybe too much based on a few other forts that are quite good. But when you think about sea creatures being able to repair, it says creature too, not just monster. So like a mm. dragon could repair there, for example. So I would say it's quite good. I, I'm pretty sure that they still have to roll for the reef. I'm pretty sure he ruled it that way in the custom ship thread, if I remember correctly. And uh, I would say it's just really interesting. I think it would need playtesting more than anything else. Mm-hmm. I really like it, uh, but at eight gold, uh, that's that's a game-changing amount there. Yeah, yeah. In a standard game, it would be really tough to use effectively. Yeah, I'm gonna say this one. Like I always do, I complain about points, or in this case, gold. Just needs to be cheaper. Yeah. Uh, I want to say two or three on par with most of the other forts. 
because it's more of an auxiliary piece than it is uh, an offensive or defensive one. Yeah, I think it should be at least six. I mean, being able to repair sea creatures in game is totally yeah um, the rules of everything. So if it just said sea monsters, I think we could probably yeah. agree on a lower price. But yeah, that does that does have a pretty big effect there. That yeah, is a big deal. Okay, so now we're into the crew. Um, I'll do Admiral of the Skelds, uh, six points. Oh, yeah, I went over this one. Um, Admiral of the Skelds, six points. Eternal, and then it has the S-board ability. Um, and then it's linked to the Skelds, which I also went over, five points. And then they get plus one to their boarding rolls for every crew on her. I actually used this combo on the Hellhound in uh, campaign game one. It was a really cool combo. And I was able to uh, wreck some other ships and their crew complements um, with it. Because the Hellhound has uh, the crew massacre ability. So in this case, you could do a big combo where, especially with a Captain Helmsman, you can sail up, um, attack the other ship, shoot your cannons off. And then you board from S with plus one to boarding rolls for every crew on her. So the Hellhound could be boarding at like plus three or more sometimes. So it's, it's quite a cool link, and it, it makes a lot of sense uh, in terms of the abilities comboing. Mm -hmm. It looks like it's a pretty strong uh, pairing, but it's also very expensive. Yeah, yeah, just like a lot of curse gimmicks. Yeah, I think the curse should have just, in general, been cheaper. So I want to say, you know, normal me complaining about price. <laughs> yeah, um, I say a Van Tyne. Uh, probably based on the whole Trevor Van Tyne yeah. thing in there. Um, eight points once per turn. So it's a sack. And let's see. Porting action against the ship up to L away. Ooh. So it's instead of S board, it's L board and it's sack. Yeah. That's, that's pretty interesting. Eight yeah. points. I'd say that's probably, that may even be too cheap. Yeah, possibly, if anything. Yeah. Nine points? Yeah, maybe. I, I, um, as usual, I like the historicity of things, um, like making things uh, clear in terms of like how they would exist historically. I understand the curse are the worst faction to try to impose that on, but this one, <laughs> I remember talking about it in the custom ships thread. I just can't quite wrap my head around boarding L away because the long-range cannons in this game are L, so I'm not really sure. Other than like some kind of cursed cannon that shoots the crew, since the crew are undead, maybe they can shoot the people out of the cannons because they can't. Maybe die it's from teleporting. It. Yeah, may yeah, maybe it's like a that or like a crew cannon or something. But I don't. I just can't imagine like ropes or like like the rope ladders and like grappling hooks going L away when the longest range cannons in the game are supposed to be that range. I just can't quite. Like, I can't quite be fully on board with the ability. I do agree that it's a really interesting crew. I think using it with uh, Captain Nemo would be pretty crazy on, like, a 10-master. It's going to work from L, and then you could sack the crew that he captures, which would be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting one. Um, I would like to point out, though, that as far as, like, feasibility within the game's canon, I'm pretty sure there's at least one flavor text on uh, a cursed ship that has something like that. It might be Demon's Gate. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, I think there's something about like using something to uh, teleport on board of these ships or yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, don't don't quote me. Uh, do Igar McWarren? Yeah, that's fine. Alright. Eternal, once per turn, uh, extra action, oh. uh, you 
would be six, seven points. Um, that's fair. Yeah, it's fair. It's just super good, which is which is mm-hmm. fine. The abilities are priced based on WizKids. It's totally fine. But yeah, mm-hmm. this would be one of their best crew if it existed in physical form. This would get used a ton. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you think uh, of Barsto yep. or Barst? <laughs> yeah, Barst is six points, uh, Loyal Cursed, and then instead of giving the ship an action, you give any ship in your fleet two actions. So basically Lord Ooh. Micron for the Cursed. Um, this one, most people know Lord Micron is really overpowered, and uh, he probably shouldn't have existed. He's caused a lot of issues. Um, it makes sense. Uh, like I've said before, uh, Xerix likes the Cursed a lot, so it makes sense he would want to give them like a powerful crew like this. Um, it's probably just better off not existing, but I mean, it, it was six points in the game, so that's fair enough. At the same time, the lack of a, uh, a zero point, uh, delimiter crew like Robinson or Jonah means that this can't quite do the 10 or like the, you know, yeah. it can't forego the point cost of, uh, of ships. Yep. So, uh, instead of with England, how they're able to do that for, I want to say, 10 points with HMS Patagonia yep. and France, I think can do it for 11. Yeah. They could do it for no less than 12, yep. uh, which basically makes it the same as OE Davy Jones. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. It, it, you get the guarantee of any ship in your fleet, but at the expense of, of, uh, being able to give enemy ships action. So that's not actually all that unfair. I dare say. Yeah. Yeah, it makes not sense. Not as bad as not as bad as Micron. Yeah. Um, what do you? Uh, did, yeah, all right. Uh, Philip Desai, Philippe Desai, uh, linked to something with Atkinson. Eight points. Um, D six extra action. Uh, S board. Let's. That's a pretty strong pairing for the price. Uh, let me see if I can find the Atkinson. Uh, Keith Atkinson. Okay, okay is the so. link. Uh, three points. Uh, and it's a re-roller. <laughs> That's, That's a really good. strong pairing at that price. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, extra action and S-board are usually five apiece. Um, so S-board for three. I think S-board is worth four. I think it's, I don't think, I think it's overpriced from the start, but, um, getting it for three is a little extreme. And then pairing it with a re-roller is definitely great, because then you could use it for either ability, if you get the extra action, you mm-hmm. can save the reroll for the S board, which is great. So, yeah, that's a super powerful ability. I'd use that on something like Chum Maker. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. All right. Uh, Madame um, Maria, six points. Once per turn, one crew ship with an S to the ship cannot use their abilities this turn. So this one's a cancer costs six points instead of five. Um, that's pretty much it. I think it used to be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this one too used to be something crazy. Um, I don't even want to go into it, <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, but basically a, a nice, uh, canceler. They got Papa Doc from Return to Savage Shores. He gives canceling and plus one to boarding rolls for eight points. So they did get a, an actual canceler, uh, even though you have to proxy him, which is perfect because the original Papa Doc is also eight points and he's total garbage. So it's perfect uh, <laughs> to proxy him, but here they would get another one if this set was, uh, if you used customs from this set. So cancelers mm-hmm. are just amazing. I've already I've talked about that, and it's, they always will be. Yeah, it. Although of course, because it's one point more expensive, it is kind of disappointing. Yeah, a little bit. Yep. Um, Captain Shamshare uh, linked to a ship. I don't remember actually seeing on here the Phantom. Uh, yeah, I think she might have been. 
She might be in a different set, or she might be uh, mm. maybe in another faction or su- under the super rare thing, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah, we could look there. Uh, or limited edition, whatever. Um, Captain, um, capture all of the other ships. Okay, if she wins a boarding party, she may capture all of the other ships' crew up to her available space. Cargo crew because her capture crew become. Gold worth or point cost when unloaded at your home island. I always thought the, uh, you know, kind of capture and ransom or enslaving whatever crew were too expensive. This might be too cheap, but I do like it. Yeah, uh, it's definitely too cheap. Um, the ability is the normal ability from like Bonnie Peel and Blackbeard and others is really like quite eight or good. ten points. Yeah, at least. Um, it's just, uh, it's this is a things, better version of it, but, you know. Yeah, it's one of those things where I can't fully, again, I can't fully get behind the ability because it says all of the other ship's crew. So what if mm-hmm. you win a boarding party against, like, a 5 or 10 master or something? I just feel like... Well, you're not going to win a boarding party against a 10 master. Yeah, but you still could. And the Phantom is a really good ship wherever she went. Um, basically... It's almost like it reminds me of the problem with cargo masters. I feel like there should have been a cap on how many ships get the first one to cargo, like three ships in your fleet or four. Like I feel like maybe the ship should capture um, like two crew on the enemy ship or something, or maybe three max. Like I don't know. It's just it's definitely too good, and the fact that it's the same point cost as Bonnie Peel makes it way underpriced. And it'd be interesting to see what Wolf thinks of this. I would say he would think it's at least twelve points at a bare minimum. It's really powerful. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this iteration of Davy Jones? Uh, this one, Davy Jones, another version of him, 11 points, linked to the Sea Devil, which is uh, the second ship we talked about, the one that can move LLS with a Captain Helmsman. Uh, his ability says Captain, and then once per turn, you may give plus two uh, to any one die roll for any ship in your fleet, which I've seen before. This one, I definitely um, I know about this one uh, since he posted a while ago. Uh, or at least I remember it better than some of the other ones. It's quite good. Um, that ability might not be worth eight points, but um, he made sure to say any, so you could really use it on um, anything you wanted to. Like it, it can almost and you can almost can turn you it use it before or after you roll. Uh, either. Oh, I, I see what you mean. That's an interesting question, actually. You would probably maybe. say before, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, if it's before, I want to say you could probably call it a six, five, five or six point ability. Yeah. If it's after, it may almost be fair where it is. Yeah, probably. Because you could almost like guarantee extra actions if like if you get a three and then plus two and make it a five, it becomes mm-hmm. kind of similar to the other Davy Jones with all powerful, at least a little bit. Maybe he had that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Renfro, what do you think? Um, five points, uh, eternal, and then plus one to boarding rolls. I would say it's fair. Um, mm-hmm. I think eternal is probably worth at least three or four points, but then plus one to boarding rolls is one of my least favorite abilities. Um, should be two, so it's a, it's fairly priced. Um, it's a good crew. It makes sense for the curse. Two abilities they like a lot. They like to board to kill enemy crew, and then eternal is perfect. They're pretty much the faction to use Eternal. So I, I like it a lot. I think, I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do Sargasso Calhoun. And funny enough, I did my own take on this, uh, if you don't mind me reading that. Yeah. Uh, this is the take on Sargasso Nightmare, the uh, DJC crew. 
And uh, it says five points once at the beginning of your journey. Okay. It's SAT for the cursed, but it's five points. Mm -hmm. That's a three-point ability. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, they did accidentally print it as five in uh, Rise of the Fiends, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. So maybe Xerox based it on that. Either way, I think it should be three points, but either way, welcome. Yeah, I think it's okay. Um, Ironically, I think same action twice probably is worth five points, and then extra action is probably worth six or seven points in terms of what people would actually pay to have those ability because they are that good. Um, That's probably true. Yeah, and SAT is the more underpriced one of the two. SAT would be okay at four, too. And the last I knew... Last I knew, Sat was one of the abilities missing from the Cursed. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have many. They don't. They have hardly any, like, extra action abilities in general, let alone cheap ones. So this really helps them a lot. Yeah, quick, yeah, quick yeah. plug. Somebody check out my uh, spreadsheet of abilities that, yeah. you know, factions do and don't have. Yeah, that, yeah, that was a really cool idea you had. Mm. The Red Crew, your thoughts? Um, this one... Four points. Uh, when the ship hits an enemy ship, eliminate one of that ship's cargoes. So basically, like Keon Ng from uh, the Jade Rebellion in uh, South China Seas, quite good. It's a really great ability. The car- I call it cargo wrecking. Um, it's really great, uh, and uh, I would definitely use it a lot. I mean, the curse and it's perfect. Uh, once again, it is really good for the curse to have because they do like to destroy things and just ruin people's day and cause havoc in general, so it makes sense from a flavor standpoint, too. Mm-hmm. I thought Kion Ng's ability was a bit better. If I recall correctly, I that one might same. be every time. Oh, yeah, this one is too, though. Yeah. Uh, wait. Yeah, they're, they're oh, same. yeah, you're right. Yep. You're right. Not once per turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I think that's thematically fitting, and it's an excellent ability. Nice. Uh, Alright, and Gunner. Um... <laughs> Funny enough, there was actually a named crew with this name in Frozen North, but I think this is generic. Um, once at the beginning of your turn, roll a d6. On a 1 to 4, the ship's cannons have L range for that turn. On a 5 to 6 rank, all the ship's cannons are 2 rank. Mm, I think it's kind of cool, but again, more RNG and the high price means it would probably turn me off. Yeah, I think it's quite powerful. Um I like the gamble on the five or six to make it rank two. It's, mm-hmm. uh, that man, this one's. I think this is really interesting. Actually, I would want to try to play with this sometime. Um, it's good on like maybe like a like a hybrid with like like four S guns. So then you either mm-hmm. get L range or rank two like every turn, no matter what. And but then she still has the option of running gold if you can't get. Uh, if you can't hit in the first place, I don't know. I just, yeah. I think this one's actually really interesting and intriguing and I, I, I do like it. I think once again, kind of like Aguinvari, Gakali, the fort, I think those two need, uh, play testing more than most of the, these other pieces because their abilities are so unique. So I think it'd be really interesting to see them in games. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I'm kind of not so sure about it is because you couldn't really guarantee that you get the one you want. Yep. Even with a re-roller, that could be a pain. Yes. Um, that's the end of the Cursed on Xerx's custom set. Uh, do you think you'll include a link in the post uh, linking to this podcast? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll yeah. do that, yep. Yeah, and um, I'd like to interrupt real quick with my own kind of answer to the Stephen Calhoun and Sargasso Nightmare thing. Yep. Um, my own custom set 
I actually turned that into a ship, mm-hmm. um, Sargasso Nightmare. 18 points. It's a turbine, 3 cargo, 2S move. Um, the guns are 2S, 3L, 2S. And the ability is, if this ship ends her turn on a Sargasso Sea, on her next turn, she may use her move action to move out of any other Sargasso Sea in play. This ship huh. may take a repair action if she starts her turn on any Sargasso Sea. Wow. And, That's oh, there is... There's a link to crew that I'd like to read as well. Yeah. Old Gregory, one point. After this ship resolves a move action, roll a D6. On a result of six, place a Sargasso C with an L of this ship. Well, that's really interesting. I think it seems mostly fairly priced. Um, I like how it's thematic with the name and everything. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's, I don't know. I think it would be cool like uh, if you tried to put um, terrain down like before your opponent saw your fleet and then they realized like why you're putting so many sargassos out there and then mm-hmm. also like like ut's like lost can make it better too if you if you get a lucky roll and man- manage to like dump a ton of sargassos out there mm-hmm. do you remember my fog hopper fleet i think so yeah or at least part of it yeah this is i mean this is sort of another take on the fog hopper but using a different piece of terrain yep yeah yeah i think it's a cool idea yeah, and if there's anybody out there who has any thoughts on it, feel free to leave it in the comments after we post this. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any of your own you'd like to read off? Um, I don't have any uh, right now. I'll try to come up with some in the meantime, or at least look through mine. I think mm-hmm. we could talk about the lighthouses now, which is mm-hmm. an idea that was posted recently by uh, the Spanish Coder 66 on Miniature Trading in the Custom Ships Forum. And uh, I'll let you start that off because you know a little bit more about it than me. Not really, but I will start anyway. Um, So Vixenish Coder 66 came up with a lighthouse, which is sort of akin to forts in that it's another kind of unit you construct using gold rather than points. Um, I think that it's a really interesting idea that I'm kind of disappointed never made it into a set. Yeah. Because I'd have loved to have built these and had them as part of my collection. But anyway... Uh, the ability itself, lighthouse, uh, blah, 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 follows the conditions of building forts. Uh, gold used to build lighthouses placed next to the lighthouse and still counts for its player total. Uh, if destroyed, gold remains on island. The light emitted from the lighthouse has a range of L measured from the base of the tower. Uh, let me see. I'm, I'm just trying to summarize most of this. Yep. Follows the rules for trade currents. Um, single hit is re- uh, required to eliminate the lighthouse flag. Uh, once it loses its flag, no longer operational. Additional hit destroys the lighthouse and removes it from the island. Lighthouses cannot repair, but a ship within its radius can conduct a repair action on the lighthouse in place of repairing itself. Um, the one small problem I've noticed is, would that be... Um, sorry, I'm trying to think here. Would that be only if a ship has a shipwright? Or would that be just like could repair on its own within uh, L of, uh, you know, could repair the lighthouse if a ship comes within L? I'm thinking that's a good, that's a really good question. Um, Looking at the wording, it says a ship within its radius can conduct a repair action. So Mm -hmm. I think you'd have to be docked. um, Well, yeah, docked to the, huh, that's an interesting one. You'd have to ask, I guess. Yeah, and it doesn't say as a free action, but I'm going to assume that 
kind of not as a free action and basically any ship, whether or not it has a shipwright can do it and without docking. Yeah. It would make sense. Cause like you could just send rowboats over to the Island and then they could get to work or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Vixen went the way of using a number of different keywords with these. Um, I don't think I'll read them all off just no. straight away. Cause that'll take forever. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, I mean, with the number there are, I think there's what, six, yeah. ten. There are 21 of them, and I'm not sure I'll go through every last one, so no, I may no. actually just read the abilities, and uh, uh, these yeah, cost. Let's pick a few of them out, and then just take a look at a few, and then we can always do more mm-hmm. at a different podcast or whatever. Yeah, let's, let's basically pick one for each ability. Uh, they cost between one and five gold. Uh, the first one would be Forward Observer. Each ship within the light radius of the lighthouse gains plus one to their cannon rolls. A ship must be within the radius of when the cannon roll is made. This ability does not affect ships that move out of the radius and then conduct a shoot action. Yeah. Huh. That's not bad at all. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, Spain has one called Porto P, I think. Yeah. Uh, that one's two points. I do think that mostly, though, as auxiliary units, they should probably be cheaper than forts. Yeah, I agree for the most part, too, yeah. Especially because they so. can't shoot on their own, and they can't um, have gold, or, or, well, I guess they could, because they're like forts, but um, I think it's pretty interesting. Um, this one, specifically, getting a ship um, with an L of the island, or with an L of the lighthouse, I should say, plus one to cannon rolls, it's good. Um, it's a little tough to use because um, the only way to move islands around are like really niche things like the turtle, the great turtles from Savage Shores, then like an island, like uh, the bad maps UT, which is one of my favorite UTs, but it's really, that is, that's not really going to work out in your favor. But um, but I think, it, I think it's good, but you'd have to like lure an opponent towards the battle area, or maybe you could like bluff that the gold in the lighthouse is like a seven coin instead of a two or something in this case. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I don't know. It's you have to like lure them there to really get um, the ability because a lot of times you'll be chasing an enemy ship down like near their home island or it's kind of hard to have the battle occur um, within that L range of the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Between cost and the low uh, the low range of these, I want to say that they probably wouldn't see much use. But mm-hmm. what if you doubled the range? That would be really that would be quite good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think, think that would be fair. Yeah, and I think it's. I think it's cheap enough. Two points is pretty small, but pretty tiny cost. So I think as is, it's okay. Um, similar to a few of the ideas uh, that we saw from Xerix, I think playtesting would be really important here because it's such a new idea and there's nothing, there's really not quite anything like it. They're not really like forts that much because they can't fire, but then they have all these different abilities uh, that are unique along with the lighthouse keyword. So I think playtesting would be really good uh, for these game pieces to uh, go through. Um, I'll mm-hmm. pick out another one. Um, I'm just going to go at random um, pretty much. Let's check out uh, Franklin Island Light. This one is four, uh, four gold to build it, lighthouse keyword, and then it has uh, Archimedes Torch as the, the ability. Mm-hmm. So it says, when an enemy ship enters this lighthouse's range, roll it to six. On a five, the ship's crew cannot use their abilities this turn. And then on a six, place one mast with a fire mast. That one's a really good ability. Um, I would say this one, um, almost like here a tiny bit with the, the die roll on a five or six. And then 
overall, I think it's quite good. Four, four gold is kind of expensive, but I think in this case, with those, with those outcomes, those are two of the best things you can do on a ship, is like, take out their crew, um, and also, uh, to hit them with a fire map, it's really powerful. I think uh, I remembered reading that ability. I think it's one of the most interesting in here. Um, but again, I think that may be more worth its price if uh, the range was doubled. Yeah. Instead of coming within out, come within two out. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. Overall, though, I do definitely like that one. Uh, okay. The next one I'll do is King's. Sh- Let's see. The ability is the ability is King's Shilling. And the English have it on Lizard Lighthouse, which is three points. So King's Shilling is when an enemy's ship enters the range of this lighthouse, roll a d6. On the result of six, the enemy player takes a crew member from their ship and places it on the island with the lighthouse. This crew now belongs to the English nationality and to the owner of the lighthouse. That one's cool. Yeah, that's powerful. Interesting. Kind of expensive, um, but again... I think that's a really, really, really interesting ability. Yeah. It's interesting the enemy gets to pick it. Well, that's a good thing, but... Because they mm-hmm. can just dump an oarsman or something. Yeah. But if their only crew was, like, like a Captain Helmsman crew on, like, a hybrid or something, that would be really good. Yep. Overall, I like that one. Um, really, I like all these so far. Okay, I just thought of something really interesting uh, with most of these abilities... It says when an enemy ship uh, enters this lighthouse's range. What about using like one of my favorite gimmicks is called like mind control, as I refer to it, which is like moving enemy ships with your own abilities. And the cursed have some L movers. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you could enter yeah. these mysterious islands with that too. So if you could kind of stack up those abilities, you could start moving. You could purposely use your own abilities and lucky MI rolls to move enemy ships into range of these lighthouses and then try to trigger the effects that way, which is a, would probably be a pretty decent strategy to try to use with them specifically. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that would get interesting. I think <laughs> that strategy would need some development. Yeah. But... Yeah, I, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, and I think um, in this case... Um, Gosh, all right. I lost my train of thought. I'll come back to it if I can. Sorry. All right. Uh, did you want to do the next lighthouse ability? Yeah, I'll do another one. Let's say, uh, let's look at a cursed one. Um, let's see. Let's say the twisted collar. This one's cursed. Uh, two gold to build it. Lighthouse keyword, and then cursed seas, which says enemy ships entering the lighthouse range must roll a d6. On a one or two, this ship stops moving and cannot be given any more actions this turn. On a result of a one, the crew on the ship may not use their abilities this turn. So it's kind of like a double ability. Um, it makes sense that they have to roll low because the enemy is rolling. Um, I think it's quite uh, quite interesting. It's pretty powerful um, for, for just two gold to build it. Um, the curse sees keyword is pretty good. Um, once again, it re- relies on die rolls like most of these. And uh, I would say this one, as well as most of the other ones, would be really interesting to use with like a tight setup. Like if you place the islands closer together than like the 3L that the standard rules call for, um, that would be really interesting way to try to maximize uh, using them. Um, 
But this one, this one specifically is quite good. It just relies on die rolls to be quite effective. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of these do. But, yeah, this one's cool. Although, again, might be too expensive given the limited effect. Yeah. Another, I'm going to say one point. Yeah, or, no, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, just one gold point. You continue. Okay. Um, I would say for this one, um, we would have to ask him um, about how when the ship stops moving. Because it says entering the range. So, technically you could get in within L range of the lighthouse, but then still have like a portion of your move segment left. So I don't know the movement rule is you're supposed to like pick the ship up, which is a little weird. So I guess you could complete the segment probably, and then stop moving and like have the rest of the segments canceled. But I don't know. It's kind of, it's interesting and it's complex Mm -hmm. too, because I guess you could theoretically have a Marine on the ship and then, so the ship stops moving, can't be given any more actions, but then the Marine gets its own action, so you'd still shoot, I guess, with the Marine if you were within S range or Lollyhouse. Mm-hmm. I could see some big uh, rules questions with this uh, with this whole idea. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that you'd really need to clear up with a lot of talking about how these things would work. Yeah, definitely. Alright, uh, I'll do the next one. We've done Archimedes Blades, Ford Observer, and King's Shilling. So the next one... Wait. Hold on a second. Okay, Archimedes Blaze and Archimedes Torch are two different things. Yep. Um, Archimedes Blaze is when an enemy ship enters this lighthouse's range, roll a d6. Five replaces one mast with a fire mast. Six replaces two masts. Okay. That one's on... Um, that one's on Smeaton's Tower, which is a five uh, five gold English lighthouse. Wow. That's again. I think that could be worth it if the range is doubled. Yeah, that's a lot to pay, to be honest. Yeah, it is. Case. Yeah, um, I mean, it it is a powerful ability, but once again, it relies on die rolls. I'm thinking about yeah, that too. Yeah, I'm thinking right now about Ramsgate, which is a really good English fort um, that costs four gold to build, and you get a bunch of cannons, and one of them is like a LL range cannon, um, which I think would be a better deal than this one, which is fine. I don't think everything needs to be perfectly costed or whatever to compete mm-hmm. with what already exists. Um, this one is, yeah, I don't see I don't see myself using this one quite as much as others. Um, oh, and I remembered what I thought about, so I'm just gonna go back real quick. The one, um, the one with the King's Shilling ability, um, which is called the Lizard Lighthouse, um, I thought of how it would be really great in longer games, like campaign games, um, which everybody knows I love to play those, and, uh, I know Vixenish is interested in, in those, too, so I don't know if he designed that with that in mind, but with that one, um, you could take a crew member from the enemy ship on a six, and then... Uh, place it on the island, and then it becomes English. So that would be great over the long haul, because you could capture more crew, and you could draw more ships in uh, with battles and wars and things like that. So I think that the Lizard Lighthouse and the King's Shilling ability would be better and better the longer and longer the game went on. But in like a standard game, it's not likely you'd capture many crew with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, same holds for uh, forts as well. There's only so much that you can do with a fort once you've spent the gold on it. In a standard game, you know, there may still be the chance for your enemy to avoid the island and still win the game. 
I just realized something else too though. Since lighthouses follow the same rules as forts, the gold is technically still like in play. So mm -hmm. similar to forts, um, um, if you're playing till all gold is unloaded at home islands, which is usually a better way to play, um, that would force your opponent. If you, let's say all the gold is gone except for what's in the lighthouse, then you you control that lighthouse, and then that forces an opponent to come within the range. So then you could kind of force them to come to the lighthouse if it's the only gold left in play. So I just realized that's a really interesting take on it too, because then you kind of force them to have mm. control for these abilities, which can be pretty powerful. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, I like to think that maybe a wait. How does a hoist interact with most forts? Um, it would, similar, just like an island, you would be able to take the gold, but in this case, um, you're not able to dock, um, so I don't think it would work, because, like, the island's not, like, a technically, like, a regular explored island for you, so I don't, I don't think it would work correctly, so. Hmm. Uh, I guess there's just more to ask, isn't there? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. I think that's um, a good conclusion, actually, so, and I'm starting... I'm about to start the third Vassal campaign game, so I'm probably going to get off right now, but I think that's right. a good conclusion to talk about different custom ships and stuff like that. As usual, mm -hmm. playtesting is great um, and necessary a lot of times, and uh, hopefully we'll be back soon. Um, the next With podcast, the Crimson Coast gonna, review. Yeah, we're going to plan to do the Crimson Coast uh, set review, um, but for now, this is uh, A7X Fan Ben and God Mason uh, signing off for now, so thank you for listening. Alfred is in.